queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. Before we get all into things WrestleMania and catching up on here and there, it's time to get things a little bizarre, as you should say. <laughs> um, well, you know, listening to the show in the past, we love highlighting our indie wrestlers, and we're actually taking a trip to uh, somewhere we've never been before, uh, my neighbor state of Louisiana, the Barker of the Bazaar himself, Mr. Rika Wildly. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I greatly appreciate the chance to jump onto your show. Oh, my <laughs> God. Just the voice alone is making me shiver. Shit. Just, oh, my God. Imagine you promoing. Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, how's it going? Very welcome. It's going great. It's going great. Getting ready for my next um, matches coming up in the near future. Next weekend, going to be in Hope, Arkansas with New Hope Extreme Wrestling. Really looking forward to that. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. So before we dive into everything that uh, everything um, in your life and everything, we would we have a little bit of a tradition here on the show and stuff. So I'm going to hand this over to Kayla. How did you get into wrestling as a fan? Well, I've been a fan since I was about eight years old. I was a child when I fell in love with wrestling and it became a dream just as many other wrestling fans have. And over time, I um, grew up and life happened and I really didn't think the wrestling in-ring stuff would ever happen for me. So I became content with just doing whatever I could to be part of the wrestling business, not so much in the ring, but maybe behind the scenes or something like that. But near where I grew up, a wrestling school opened up in 2021, the United Wrestling Entertainment Academy. And soon as I heard from two of my friends that um the school had opened up, I called them immediately and me and four or five other guys were the first class to go through the academy. So. Um, you kind of a- answered my second one a little bit, but um, let's see. Let me let me I'm gonna reword this a little bit. What was the moment or moment that you realized you're you wanted to go into wrestling, or was there a certain wrestler that you loved watching that made you want to pursue wrestling? You know, growing up, I've got four brothers, and growing up, it was one of those things that they were into the superheroes and the military stuff and, you know, that style of action on, on TV. 
I never was. Wrestling were my, was my superheroes. Watching these guys do these amazing tricks and amazing moves and amazing things, what, those were my superheroes growing up. So I've always loved watching wrestling. And once I decided to get into the ring, honestly, I was 30 years old. Um, my wife and me were in, on our honeymoon in Cancun, Mexico. And like I said, two of my buddies hit me up on Facebook and was like, um, have you heard about this new academy that just opened up not 30 minutes down the road? And I'm like, ain't there's no way, bro. There's no way. And before long, I'd called, hooked up with them, and the rest is history. Oh, man. Uh, you look, you do not look 30 years old, man. I swear to God, you don't. <laughs> I'm 33, actually, but yes. Oh, my God. All right. So everyone's got their persona, their character, stuff like that. I've, I've, I've only seen pictures and like small clips on your Twitter page. So this story I've got to hear. How did the Barker of the Bazaar come to be? Well, you see, growing up, I played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, I was a nerd in that sense. I sat back and thought about how amazing it would be to build a life outside of the norm. And once that became a thing and I really got into the character, I had a character. His name was Ricochet. That was the that was the, the the character. So I ended up taking that name, Ricochet, dropping the Shay. It became Ricka. I was going to be Ricka, the wild card Lee. That was going to be the gimmick name. That was the original persona as I was working on it. You know, building this whole carnival esque thing, whatever. Uh, um, over time, um, the wild card. I, I googled and searched, and you know, I wanted something different, something that wasn't out there. And there was a hundred different wild cards. You know, there's a hundred different people with the name wild card, this, that, and the other, and right. uh, Lee as well. So it became Ricka Wild Lee, and I wanted, you know, I'd done the whole clown thing with the lights and all of that, and it became. I've seen the scary clown. I've seen the guy that runs the madhouse and I've seen the dude who runs the asylum and they're all scary and grotesque. I didn't want that. I wanted to be something that nobody had really brought to the screen, let alone in the ring yet, you know, mm -hmm. and seeing as um, pro wrestling for those who don't know started at the carnival. I thought I would go ahead and bring it home. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And the Barker of the Bazaar was born. Come one, come all step right up. Wow. That's crazy, Rika. That's true. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so um, you're in Louisiana. Uh, yes. I usually don't hear about a lot of shows in Louisiana and everything, so it's like, can you give us a little bit of an insight uh, behind the wrestling scene in, in your state? Well, there used to be, back when the uh, 70s and 80s, when the territories were a thing, there used to be a lot of wrestling that came around this area. Mid-South, WCCW, NWA, so on and so forth. A lot of the old school wrestling federations worked around Louisiana and especially around my area. But in the late uh, mid to late 80s, early 90s, some things happened. Some people got injured and this, that, and the other, which happens in the wrestling business. You're not going to stop it. No matter how safe you are, things happen, whatever. Right. But um, some things happened in Louisiana, and they got really, really strict on what you could and couldn't do 
given the wrestling and boxing commission of the state. And um, which let some of the things examples are you can't do anything that targets the head or the neck, which is like a pile driver or a power bomb or a tombstone or anything that directly targets the head or the neck. You can't use any types of weapons, no weapons, point blank, period, none. You cannot more than two or I think it's two times um, you can get out of, out of the ring two times during your match. I think that's that's the thing. You can only get out of the ring two times. You can't fight. You're not supposed to fight out of the ring. So basically, think of your your average wrestling match in the 70s. Just in two guys in the ring, face to face, head to head, move, 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 and then a finish, and that's that's it. You know, there's nothing, no big spots, no big nothing. That's why most wrestling federations that start up in Louisiana and want to work the Louisiana area, they go outside of the state. They always travel to either Mississippi, Arkansas, Texas, something like that. Because Louisiana is so strict. That takes about 90% away of wrestling matches today, what they yep. can't, what they don't allow. Now, you can train that way if you're in an academy. You can be trained to do those different things that Louisiana won't allow you to do. You can still do that when you right. go. You have to be licensed in the state of Louisiana. You have to get... Uh, Every six months, you get your blood work done. Um, every few, every year, you got to get a new uh, wrestling license. Um, all of that kind of stuff. So it's a very strict state as far as the pro wrestling goes. Wow, good to know. Yep. Wow, it's crazy. That, that is crazy. That's that's absolutely crazy. Jesus. Yeah. That's why a lot of wrestlers from Louisiana, or even if they portray themselves from Louisiana, they go off and work other federations outside of the state because it's less, it's, it's more lenient, and um, they can kind of develop more than just average in the ring wrestling. Okay, that's why I see a lot of your dates are in Arkansas. That makes sense now. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, so. Let's do kind of a fill in. Let's do kind of a fill in the blank on this one. Um, if I could compare myself to anybody in WWE, AEW, Impact, it would be Eddie Guerrero. Ooh, okay, okay. I'm a Texas girl. You gotta explain that one. <laughs> that is that has been the one person that in in the wrestling world. I've loved wrestling, like I said, since I was a child, and I've followed so many. As far as their style, their in-ring presence, their psychology of the matches, the way they work, the way they sell, the way they do everything. I uh-huh. followed a lot of wrestlers, but there's only been a select few that I really see has it 360 all around the table. The gift of gab, the charisma, the in-ring ability, the out-of-the-ring ability, the on-screen ability, no matter what you're put up against. And that is Eddie Guerrero. And that is who I want to be. I'm not saying that I'm anything close to Eddie, but I strive to be even a percentage of how awesome he was. Oh, good taste. Great taste. Great taste. Oh, so I know the Jester has been chomping at the bits to get in on this. So go ahead, girl. All right. So you talk about traveling around to do a lot of different matches. What's been one of your craziest matches you've ever been in? <laughs> Actually, one of my craziest matches that I've ever been in happened in Center. Te- no, 
Marshall, Texas. I'm sorry. Marshall, Texas against Gatekeeper. It was a um, Singapore Kane match. And let's just say we both left with a lot more welts and stripes than we started with. That doesn't sound fun. (laughs) It was one of the craziest and funnest matches that I've had in my career so far. All right. And I want to branch off before I get to my next question. This is within the same realm. What is your dream stipulation match? A ladder match. A legit for the championship ladder match. I've ladder match has always been one of my top three matches, you know, that I've always wanted to do, even as a child. And I've never got the opportunity to actually do a ladder match because there's so much that can be done as far as spots go and different moves and things that you can work up to. And and I just think it would be extremely fun. Dangerous, but extremely fun. Actually, I love a good old-fashioned ladder match. All right, so you're talking about Eddie Guerrero, who you try to not duplicate, but emulate. Yes, Um, yes. Inspired, definitely, yes. by Eddie Guerrero. He, he's a big inspiration for almost anybody, especially a young kid who wanted to lie, cheat, and steal in school. <laughs> That's, right. That's um, right. So who would a dream opponent be from any era, any division, any promotion? One of two people. Shawn Michaels in his prime. I'm talking 60-minute Iron Man match with Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Or, in his prime as well, Ric Flair. Those would be my two. That would be amazing, and I apologize about the dogs. Um, I don't know if you heard that or not. I, I didn't. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so, do you also have a uh, dream tag team partner? A dream tag team partner. I would love to team with Jeff Hardy just for nostalgia purpose. <laughs> Honestly, your your uh, charisma, I, I kind of see you going off of this version of Seth Rollins, teaming up with him. Oh, that would be trippy. I would, I would do that. Oh, man. I would definitely love to see Seth Rollins do the whole Joker gimmick thing he was doing there for a short time. Or maybe even Joker's thing. That'd be pretty sick. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Oh my God. Even one of those. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, so before we started recording, you talked about a, or actually at the beginning, you were talking about an upcoming date. Oh my God. I wish this was on video right now. That hat is ridiculous. <laughs> I love this hat. It is my favorite. And it actually has lights that go around here. So it glows and makes my mask glow. So. Oh, sweet. I was wondering. Yeah. How, I was wondering how you did that because I saw I saw the picture of that. It's like with the hat, and then it's like the lights and everything. So it's like okay. I I made my gimmick from scratch, one hundred and ten percent. So I got the mask molded to my face so it fits snug. So it looks like face paint for those who don't know it's a mask. Uh-huh. Um, the hat I did. I I bought the hat separately, but I put the lights on it and all of that. The jacket I bought separately, but I got the sleeves hemmed up. I got the lights put on. I put the lights on myself. I put the ones on the back myself. And it's run off of two battery packs that's inside my jacket that keeps the lights on. So, wow. 
Yeah. That's some that's some hard work and you definitely put a lot of thought into that. So it's, it's like different. And that's what people remember. It's different. Even yeah. if I my, my match, my wrestling match sucks, they're gonna remember how bright I was. They're be like, you see that guy with the lights? Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, so at the beginning, um, you were talking about your upcoming uh you know, upcoming date in uh Arkansas? Yes, yes. Um, Hope Arkansas with New Hope Extreme Wrestling, um, March twenty fifth. It is going to be an amazing event. If you haven't already, please follow uh, my Facebook, and you can see uh, the match poster for what's going to be happening at that show. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. This will be my second time going to Hope Arkansas and wrestling for New Hope Extreme. Um, I've got stuff on YouTube you can check out as well from our last match in New Hope. But I'm definitely looking forward to that event. Awesome. Well, before we let you go, you were mentioning like your Facebook and everything. So where can people find you? Um, I do post a lot of my matches on YouTube. My main thing that I post on is Facebook and TikTok. Ricka Wildly on Facebook. Or you can find Ricka Wildly Official on TikTok. And I've got all kinds of my match clips. Every time I have a match, I bust it down in clips so I can put it on TikTok and let, you know, the folks see it. Um, I am on Pro Wrestling Tees. You can look up some of my merch on there. Um, You can click the link in my bio on any of my social medias. And you can find where to find my alternate merch from my personal merch guy. Um, And that's about it. I just, I'm just trying to get in front of as many people as I can and show show as many people the bright lights of the carnival you know what i mean oh definitely definitely Rekha, thank you so much for joining us today this was definitely a lot of fun your personality and your character like i said in the beginning but just the voice alone is just like oh it gave me chills and everything <laughs> i love, so it. You definitely, I love so, it so you definitely did your doing your job and everything but no <laughs> thank you so much for joining us we wish you the best of luck and definitely i mean you're more than welcome to come back on at any time Awesome. Sounds like a plan. Thank you, guys. I've had a blast. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. And I wasn't lying. His voice was like, it's got like one of those that like make you shiver and everything. It's just like, ugh. Good old Joker voice. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Could you just imagine him and Bougie on the same podcast day together? Oh, those. Make it happen, Kat. You heard it. Oh, my God. <laughs> If I, if Bougie ever comes to Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, the, those two together would be a riot. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay. So, hot topic for the week. There's always one hot topic that's been going around Twitter that we always have to discuss. This week's topic, um, which match should actually main event night one? On one hand, you have the winner of the Women's Royal Rumble, Rhea Ripley, getting her title shot against Charlotte, which hasn't had a lot of buildup to it and everything. Or you've got the second part of the Bloodline story that got turned up a little bit, got turned up a little bit more on Friday and everything. That's had massive buildup, and yet, yet the match hasn't been made official yet. But we know all know it's going towards KO and Sammy versus the Usos for the titles and everything. So it's like. Kayla, which which side are you leaning on for this? I'm going to have to go with Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley because, one, 
whole point of winning the Royal Rumble is to get your main event at WrestleMania. And how is that fair to Roman freaking Reigns always made a uh, main eventing WrestleMania, main eventing WrestleMania. It's time for the females to shine. Reapprove to everyone in the wrestling world today, the whole main roster, whole WWE, that she can go from number one all the way to 31 and still come out as your Royal Rumble winner. Yes, the buildup has been kind of sucky. Yes, they're finally involving them, which I'm glad. Poor Charlotte can't even get one word out. And here goes, this is my brutality. And here comes her and Dominic down the ring. Um, Dominic, I know he's still part of AEW right now, and I think he's injured. But just a matter of time, he may return to WWE. But you continue to taunt and try to put hands on his girl, you're going to have one real Latino man on your ass, just to let you know. Um. Anyway, no, I believe with because with her being the Royal Rumble winner, they deserve to main event. Um. I'm on the Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. I mean, don't get me wrong, that tag team match has been really bad, you know, build up. I'm excited for it. Um. Sami Zayn and Kevin, you know, they're finally together. You know, maybe once for all, get some tag titles split up. But Rhea won the um, Rumble match. So just like everyone else that's won the Rumble match, except for the whole, who did Ronda go up against? Last Charlotte. year, it was Charlotte, and it wasn't okay. the main event. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That one I can understand because it really, it was dry. Like, it just stuck there. But I believe that Rhea and Charlotte should, you know, Rhea's proved that she deserves to be main event. She All right. Here, here's, where I'm, here's why I'm torn about this, okay? Because, yes, the women main eventing night one would be fantastic. Rhea, as a Rumble winner and everything, it's like, uh, that's going to be a hard-hitting match. The only, I'm torn about it because you want to send the, you want to send the audience home each night on a high, on a certain high and everything. And to me, having the tag match main event night one, because we all know the title, they're going to take the titles off the Usos eventually and everything. So it's like, this would be the perfect opportunity. Main event, have the main event night one. KO and uh, Sammy win the titles. That crowd's going to go home night one on the one of the biggest highs ever. And of course, the second high would be Cody winning night two and everything. But but it's like having the women main event night one would be all would be phenomenal because this is a revenge match from like three weeks for three years ago and everything. So that's why I'm so fucking torn about this. And it's <sighs> all right, Jester. Rhea Ripley went bell to bell in the Royal Rumble. Not Sammy. Not KO. And technically, without Cody's help, they wouldn't have gotten back together or on the same page. However, I can understand Kat's point of view when she says that's the best storyline. But I'm with Kayla with the fact that Rhea went bell to bell. She put her blood, sweat, tears into that moment to get the main event. 
that's why there's now two nights, to be perfectly honest, because there's two Royal Rumble winners. The Royal Rumble winners get the main event. It doesn't matter the storyline. Yeah. The only the only way that I could see them, you know, not giving it to them is if Charlotte and Rhea open the show. Set set the stage. Similar to how um Brock and Seth started WrestleMania 35. Okay. And then that you end with the bloodline. But with that being said, you could also do that in reverse. Put the bloodline on first, put the tag match on first, and have some meaningless match afterwards. That, you know, everybody's just too hyped up from that, and then everybody's still hyped up the entire time. And then you can just see the cracks forming and forming and forming with with Roman because you know he's going to be backstage. He's going to be there. You're going to see vid- vignettes. You're going to see that. You're going to have Cody somewhere lurking as well because it's Cody. Of course. So, you know, th- there's plenty of opportunity to do that. But I'm actually, that's not the match. I, neither one of those are the matches I want to kick off the show. I know which one. I think I know which one. Let me see if I can go. Let me see if I can go into the jester's mind a little bit. Um, is this is it a certain triple threat match for the IC title? Nope. Oh, let me guess. I think I have an idea. See if I I could be wrong. Is it a certain visionary knocking the fuck out of a certain impulsive? Nope. Oh shit. All right, go ahead. All right, we give up. I want the queen of opening up shows and setting the table. Ah. Bianca Belair versus and Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. Okay. 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 Night two, I want the triple threat IC title match to open the show. Okay. Yeah, because you guys start shit both these. You guys start both nights with a banger. And then, then, all right, so start with Bianca and Asuka, then Seth and Logan Shitface, and then this, and then the six women tag match. And then the fatal four way for the women's tag titles. And then that's where you start. You won't have, you'll have that, then you, then you'll have setting up either whoever wins that to, Face Lita and Becky Knight two for the tag titles. Okay, oh, the showcase, the showcase match, the showcase match. Okay, okay. So, and, and this is what I want to happen. I do want Ronda and Shayna to win, but I want the cracks to start, and then I want them to beat Becky and Lita Knight two, but I still want the cracks to start. The cracks being. I want the feud of feuds. I want Shayna versus Ronda. Oh. I want them to be tag titles, and but I want Shayna to keep constantly showing up Ronda. Mm. Shayna gets the pin. Shayna gets the accolade. Shayna gets that W, the check mark in the stat books. And Rhonda being Rhonda doesn't want that. 
Now, they'll, let's say they drop the titles down to Raquel and Shotzi or whoever down the road. Maybe they drop them at SummerSlam, and that's when it kicks off their feud. And that leads them to r- the Royal Rumble, where they're in the Rumble, and Shayna eliminates Ronda. And then Shayna gets eliminated by Bianca, because I have a feeling Bianca's losing the title. Yeah. That'll, that'll set up for WrestleMania 40, Ronda versus Shayna in a submission match. Whew. Damn. Talk about your long-term storytelling plan in there. Shit. They, they have it. They just need to pull the trigger. I think this yeah. would actually be, a, number one, be amazing for Shayna to get the highlight and spotlight that she deserves. I've always been a Shayna Baszler fan. I might bitch about her sometimes because she annoys the fuck out of me in the ring sometimes. But <laughs> I've always respected and I've always loved her matches, especially with her and Kyrie. Those are some of the best matches that she's ever put on. Yeah. Even her and Bianca were some of the best matches. Like, Shayna puts on good matches. I mean, I remember her and Liv Morgan in a house and house show. And Liv held her own against Shayna. So, I, I've been sitting here thinking, okay, well, yeah, I know WrestleMania is in two weeks. Two weeks? Uh, not not this two weekend. Week. Two weeks from yesterday. Yeah. All right, so 13 days. Yeah. I'm already planning fucking WrestleMania 40 because I'm going to be working it. Hopefully, knock on wood. Knock on, knock on wood, prayers, everything. <laughs> I, I, you know, just because it's number one. WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Right. I don't give a shit about the Forbidden Door or Double or Nothing or Cash These Chips In by AEW. I don't give a fuck about whatever Impact puts on. I'm sorry. Nothing nothing meets the elevation of what WrestleMania is. Because you ask any wrestler out there, they want to main event WrestleMania. That has always (sighs) been the standard. I read a tweet that uh, Drew Gulak, he said he just wants to be on the card. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, like, I'm talking like big time wrestlers, like. Oh, yeah, 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 I know, but yeah. Like Bougie. Bougie wants to main event WrestleMania nights one and two. He wants to run the whole fucking show. (laughs) Bougie mania? Imagine 20 years down the line. 20? Try like 5 or 10. Yeah, 10. <laughs> uh, and and Bougie, hold on, hold on. Bougie, if you make those shirts, Bougie Mania, I get a cut of the profits. Bougie, is that Gail? I'm just saying, he'll be the one to buy WWE. <laughs> right. <laughs> you better hook us up, though. Yeah, exactly. Where his girls it's like we're we're in with him for life so it's like yeah so he buys wwe so that means we get to of course obviously we get paid so we can do all the pay-per-views oh we got this (laughs) i'll show up i'll show oh man i don't know what they're gonna do with that night one but we'll have to wait and see what happens and everything all right we didn't we didn't do this a whole lot last week but boy are we making up for today Crazy tweets. Kayla, what was yours? 
Well, I have one while she's looking. It's not really crazy, but it's an interesting uh, head scratcher. Okay. So about three hours ago, Uncle Dax, FTR, tweets, just got off the phone with Cash. We've decided that we're going to come, uh, decided what we're going to do come April. Nothing is official yet, so legally can't speak on it. But in the next couple of weeks, we will let all our fans know we owe it to y'all for the opportunities we have in front of us. Love y'all. I'm sorry. The only thing in April that I know of is April 1st. That's just a couple weeks away. I mean, speculation-wise, if FTR were to show up, oh my god, that would be awesome. I'm just envisioning it now. I mean, then, then, okay. All right. Time out. Now that I've actually reread this again, I, I have to take it back. All right. So, co main events Bianca, not Bianca, um, Charlotte and Rhea, and then the tag titles. So that's why it's co main events. And then at the end of the match, you have FTR come out. Oh. <laughs> And then, and then, and then night two, night two, you have FDR come out to help Cody Rhodes if the Usos get involved. And then that was set up for the Usos versus FDR, the revenge match. That would be insane. And it's like with how the Usos are in FTR now compared to back then with all the bullshit and everything, this match, that matchup, that feud would slap even harder. I know. Like, ugh. And so you, you, you can't even pick who you want to win because you're just like, yeah, yeah, no. As the gesture says, the fans, fans win. win. <laughs> <laughs> shit i swear how do you fucking think of this shit i don't get it it's brilliant <laughs> i know this is why tony khan should hire me to fix this fucking show damn oh all right kayla this in a way can kind of aggravate you a little bit because i don't kind of me or her it. me or her all of us kind of oh shit at News Zero, our wonderful Zero News guy. All right, what do you say this time? The best way to scrap or retire the Universal title is have Roman simply retitle the title he made. Having anyone else retired after Legacy Roman has built up with the title is pointless. I saw that bullshit. And that's exactly what it is, is bullshit. God, what an idiot. I don't agree with him. I don't agree with him either. What an idiot. Does he not remember who technically became the first ever Universal Champion? Yes, he might have had to languish it the night on Monday Night Raw. But, um, hell, I mean, yeah, Roman's held the Universal title well over a thousand days now. But don't scrap it or retire it. Because, okay, let's say you do. Are you going to fuck over SmackDown on this men? Because where's their main title belt? Because way I understand Monday Night Raw and SmackDown wants to be separate again. And you got the WWE title. What's the other main title? You're going to have to have another title for they SmackDown for the men's. Or you're going to have the men's start, Or you're going to have men's going after uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship, huh? 
Answer that. Are you going to, are you just going to pull Intercontinental as your big main one? No, we don't need that because look who the top champion for men on Monday Night Raw right now. United States champion, Austin fucking Theory. That guy is so full of shit. He's about to get blocked on damn Twitter. He sucks ass. <laughs> uh, so, while I understand the line of thinking, but there is no legacy yet for the heavyweight championship. The only le- or the universal championship, the technically the only title that should ever have been retired, is the 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 big gold one that the heavyweight championship was. The one that Ric Flair won, the one that Batista won. That's the only title that needs to be like that style of title, or even that that title name. Universal doesn't mean sh- doesn't. Is, is is not exclusive. Like you know, it's a universal title. The person who wrote that, um, yeah. AA meetings are free to go to, dude. Get some help. <laughs> Put down the mo- what the fuck motherfucking crack pipe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, right. wa- I'm watching TV, and for some reason, the whole channel just reversed itself like you know mirrored and it was weird oh wow so i was they they must have bugged the the camera must have bugged out i was like what the fuck (laughs) all right so at female l room uh tweeted out this quote from uh or this clip of an article that uh uh, was the interview that tv insider did with uh, medusa where she says she wants to have a retirement match and wants to see more female legends utilized in WWE. I would love for her to have a retirement match, and I agree with her that it should be Rhea Ripley because they are very similar. Um, when Medusa first arrived in the scene back in the 80s, that I I can remember. Fucking fantastic, amazing wrestler. She is just a phenomenal, and I love her to death. Got to meet her. Absolute blast to meet lovely person. Nothing wrong I can say when it comes to her, like meeting her. Um, utilizing the legends, and I think that the WWE has been utilizing the legends. Look at Trish and Lita. I mean, if this is going back to the the Bella twins throwing a hissy fit that they weren't involved with the the Raw or whatever anniversary. Yeah. Um, look, I'm sorry, and I might get hate for this, but I'm kind of glad y'all are done with WWE. Because nobody would know who the fuck you were if it wasn't for WWE. You have your fame, your fortune. Uh, Bree, you have your husband and your family because of WWE. You guys were self-proclaimed divas. The women that are wrestling now could destroy 99% of the divas' talent. The 1% being Paige, AJ Lee, and possibly one or two others. Because AJ Lee and Paige wrestled different styles. Yeah. I just think if you're going to bring legends in, 
they have to fit with the with the actual product of today. Like you have Molly Holly backstage producing amazing matches. Mm-hmm. You have so there are so many women they can bounce off of. So do I agree that some more legends? Yeah. I I really wish that hell that they could bury the hatchet and apologize to Gail Kim to bring her back. I love Gail Kim. I think she's an amazing person. You know? So there there are Mickey James. We brought her back. She's a legend. And then Michelle McCool, it's like Marie's popping up here and there. And then it's like, like you said, with Lita and Trish Stratus, they're about to have a WrestleMania match. When I think of women's legends, wrestling women's legends, I have to go to Moolah and May, even though Moolah has the tarnish with her. May doesn't. May was piss and vinegar, and she could take a power bomb through a table. So that's what, like, I, I don't think that we need to to constantly bring in legends. I think what we have right now is perfectly fine. But I do agree that Medusa, that Alundra Blaze, deserves a retirement match so she can go out on her own terms. Similar to Lita, similar to Trish, similar to anybody that wants that match. Kaylee, you want to jump in? Um, other than I do agree that um, Medusa or Alundra Blaze, whatever you like to call her, um, does deserve her own to go out. Because like Julie stated, you know, I'm not going to call anybody out, but I can name a few people that says, I know everything there is to know about wrestling. But yet when you bring up Hall of Famers and legends like Alundra Blaze, Lita, Trish Stratus, um, Molly Holly, Michelle McCool, they look at you and go, who are they? Like, they don't understand who they are. If you want to talk wrestling with me, you come to me after you do your research. Go back to Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, all your legends, and then come to me. And uh, this one person also said that Britt Baker is better in the ring than Lita and Trish Stratus ever was. Really? We, we Yeah, that, I'm not going to call them out, but that, that kind of aggravated me, but that yeah. person needs that person needs to put down the crack pipe. I know, right? <laughs> and then some. Um, but no, Medusa Lundra Blaze definitely deserves her retirement match, and I agree. It needs to be Rhea Ripley. That would be that would be one epic, amazing match right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's an interesting bit um, that I'm glad, actually glad that they tweeted this out. Wrestling Blog tweeted out that the promo between Sammy and Jay Uso on Friday was improvised and not scripted. So that was that was kind of cool. And then it's like, yeah, and, and it's like the whole AEW WWE like war is definitely like fans and Tony Khan uh, driven and everything because hell. Uh, uh, someone tweeted out, Victor Ty- uh, Taylor Perry, he tweeted out about like the whole Sammy and Uso, uh, Sammy and KO 
reunion on Friday. And then Mark Henry retweeted that and said, wow, what a great moment in television. So you can tell right there. This war, when it first started, yes, it was kind of pot shots of the wrestlers towards WWE. It's kind of how it started. Yeah. But it's evolved and you have Becky Lynch supporting people over there. You had Charlotte. You've Bianca has said nice things about Jade and vice versa. I mean, but like, you know, you have all this, this inner workings of we're cool. And then you got, you know, snowflake Tony Khan who can't take a joke or can't take a, and uh, anything who freaks out over the smallest things and I'm not going to fucking deal with this. They planned this show the same that we had our show. Um, their show was actually five hours done five hours before your show was done. And it's not like those fans could have flown from England to America to come be at your show, but they were able to get home in time to watch your show. Right. I don't know what bug has crawled up Tony Khan's ass lately. And I think a lot of it happened after Cody left. So we'll see what happens with that. But the war is basically the fans and a lot yeah. of the, a lot of the fans. And, and I will be perfectly honest. Yes. There are some WWE smart ass fans that will, that just like to troll AEW fans, but they do it on purpose because they know that AEW fans will be like, Oh my God! You're such a WWE bootlicker. Get out of get out of Triple H's tank, you sicko! You know they 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 know how to rile them up, and it's kind of humorous when you just sit back and watch this shit. Like these people don't get like it's just fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, okay. Our favorite Jade hater. What do you think about this one? All right. Pro, I forgot when they tweeted this out. Pro Wrestling World tweeted out, Bianca is everything we want slash wanted Jade to be. A champ that can be relied on, someone that can work, have amazing matches, and can talk on the mic and have, give a great promo. It's not an AEW, WWE issue. It's a skill thing. And I, you either got it or you don't. And Bianca has everything Jade doesn't. Agreed. Um, let me check my lie detector. Yeah, no lies detected. <laughs> Pretty much. Because I mean, but, don't yeah. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I I am honestly not a huge fan of Bianca Belair. I'm not. Um, but I love her matches. I love her charisma. I love, you know, just everything about her. The EST, you know, she's proven so many times that she is on the level with Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, you know, everyone like that. And yeah, am I am I rooting for Asuka to take the title off her? Yes, I think Bianca finally, you know, deserves a break. You know, get someone else, change it up. Same way we went for Roman. Cody better win at WrestleMania. We need a change up. Um but Bianca definitely is Ten times better than Jade could ever be. And we've stated multiple times that the whole WWE women roster can run circles around the AEW women's roster. 
Bianca mm-hmm. could do it on her own if you let. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely agree. Bianca is definitely 10 times better or 100,000 times better than what Jade could ever be. Could yeah. Jade be on her level? Um, maybe 60 years from now, she could probably be. <laughs> I was going to say at least five, but <laughs> okay. 60 sounds better. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've watched some of her matches, but her matches are short, and you can show where she botches a lot. And about 99.9% of the time, she's got to have some kind of interference or help to help her retain. Mm. Um, Bianca always wins her matches on her own. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what's the difference? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Well, here's somebody who doesn't like Bianca. Um, this guy uh, responded to a, a tweet that Steffi Hikes put out about Bianca. It was like a backstage, like afterwards, on Raw, talking about the tag match this coming up week. At I hate syndical. Uh, yeah, I hate syndical. Stated, Bianca is so bad in ring. I don't get how she's champion. Nobody. Uh, Bianca is so bad. I don't understand how she. Um, I mean, what's your definition of bad? Because Taya Conti Guevara sucks. So, uh, uh, Jade is below Bianca. Britt Baker, probably equal with Bianca. Tony Storm, below Bianca. Bianca right now is at an echelon that whoever wrote this tweet will never achieve. She is, oh, I get it. Oh. I'm going to grab the Jade, or not the Jade action figure, because I would never buy that. The Bianca action figure. And I want you to point out where she hurt you. (laughs) Are you jealous? Is that the problem, my guy? Or my girl? I don't know. Bianca has skill that you will never be able to achieve. And I don't care if you come for me. Because guess what? Bianca is going to main event, or headline at least, another WrestleMania. And you're just going to be another mark in the stands. So enjoy the nosebleeds, my little friend. While Bianca and her husband light it up. Uh, before we go any further, I would like to send my condolences, or not to condolences, but um, uh, to Sean Patrick O'Brien. He was an independent refer- wrestling res- referee that had passed away this weekend. Oh, oh yeah, I heard about him. So um, it just uh, came up in my highlights, and... uh you know, we here are big independent wrestling supporters and fans because while we love WWE, 
and they tolerate AEW. Um, you know, I just I feel for the wrestling community that is affected by the loss of this young man. Mm-hmm. So, and Kayla, I I don't know what that face was that you just did, but I literally thought your Zoom froze. <laughs> Uh-oh. What's she reading? What are you reading? Sports Kedia Wrestling posted an article. Uh-oh. Judgment Day must kick Finn Balor out of the stable if this 10-year wrestling veteran joins WWE. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I love this wrestler in New Japan. But if he comes to WWE and takes away from Finn Balor, I will split switch freaking blade his own damn self. Jay White, stay the way from Finn Balor. He does not need to be replaced out of Judgment Day. If you want to put him in Judgment Day, you can kick Dominic Mysterio out. But keep Finn in it, dumbass. Sports kid has just been... Them and Barstool lately have just been fucking shit up. I don't know what's going on with them. And they think they're the best. Best at what? Sucking dick? (laughs) Thank God they turned my butt down to write for them. Thank God. They said I wasn't good enough for them. Oh. The hell? (laughs) Okay. All right. So the last tweet I want to bring up, it's not a crazy one and everything, but... uh, I don't know if y'all saw the, the tweet from Pat McAfee giving like kind of like a update of, of sorts. Yeah, it's like, yeah. A lot of wrestling chatter about me right now. I think about wrestling every day. That dream isn't done. My business is currently rather active and ex- exigent. Plus, maybe on the way. Timing is everything. I still have massive plans for my journey to the WWE Hall of Fame someday. Believe that. Yeah, I mean, I I I know he's got his his wife's doing April and everything, so it's like kind of, it would have been kind of like crazy to him come back so soon and everything. But yeah, I want I, I, somehow, some way, even if it's not on commentary, I want him back in WWE. I'd rather have him on commentary because him and Michael Cole together have been fantastic. It's it's, about that. it's oh, not sorry. it's not only that, but he's dealing with this lawsuit from Brett Favre, so it's best to take it away from the limelight of especially with him being on Fox just to get him to step away. And that way he can focus on his family and he'll be back. I mean, he could come back for SummerSlam. He'll be in Detroit. He should, he's not that far from there. You know, he can definitely come back and piss off Corey Graves, which is an amazing thing to do. I want that match. I want, I want that match. I want Corey Graves versus Pat McAfee. I'm not going to get a WrestleMania. I want it at SummerSlam. I wanted it at WrestleMania 40. There we go. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. That's all I had. The others I didn't want to bring up and everything. Okay. Kelly. Um, all right. Speaking of commentary, I love Wade Barrett, but he's killing me how he pronounces some of these names. You remember when he called the ma- last match for Bianca? He called her Bianca. Bianca is how he <laughs> called her. Zelina Vega is now Zelina Vega. I heard that the other day when he was announcing it. Okay. Cody Rhodes to face Ludwig Kaiser on WWE SmackDown next week. 
someone goes, what is the point of this? There's no story to it. Why are we having his match? Was there any point to him versus Gable? Or was there any point to him versus... It's, it's called him to prepare for his match at WrestleMania. It's getting him stronger. Right? Oh. He needs a tune-up. It's not, it's, not, it's not only that, but people bitch, moan, complain that oh, we're getting the same matches, the same storylines. Okay, well, here's Cody Rhodes in a dream match against Ludwig Kaiser. One of the three scariest dudes from NXT UK with Imperium. Mm -hmm. He gets to go against a fucking technician in the ring. That's something that Cody needs to do. Again, it's a tune-up match. Right. I don't get why people bitch when you get something new and then bitch when you keep getting the same fucking thing. Make up your fucking minds. Like, I am fucking excited for this Bianca Asuka match, and I do hope that Asuka turns heel. Isn't she already heel? Not really. They're acting too friendly towards each other. Oh, I mean, it's like with the whole kind of persona and everything it's like on the heel but, but i need her i need her to flip the switch okay well who knows maybe that'll happen on monday during this tag match i hope so <sighs> it was actually a report out i saw this today and everything uh triple h actually considered scrapping the universal title yeah i saw that hmm. interesting but interesting Oh man. Oh okay, yeah, that's yeah, that's all the that's all the tweets I had and everything. Yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna go into more AEW hate garbage and stuff like that or bitching about them because we do that enough. <laughs> Somebody says Gunter will retain at WrestleMania. Who will be his opponent at SummerSlam? Aaron Cross. Don't even go there. Because you want him to win. If he, if he wants the match, if he, if he gets the title match, you want him to win. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know what the future is for him right now. And yes, I know he's not on the WrestleMania card. But I just don't know. A lot of people say it's post-mania. He's part, supposed to be part of post-mania coming out after WrestleMania. Is that true? I don't know. But I just don't know what's going on. He seemed pretty pretty cool in his out of character um interview with Ryan Satin. Yeah, but I just don't know what's going on. I just he's hardly ever used. I mean, I understand what some of the but like I said before, he did kind of sort of have a cause of the bloodline breaking a little bit with the hourglass. Yeah. That's when she slid it in, she turned it. He did the same thing at NXT with Keith Lee. What happened shortly after that? He lost, he lost the title. He did it with Adam Cole. He lost the title. He did it with Finn Balor. He lost the title to him. And he did it to Roman. What happened? Sami Zayn and all that started to crack. But I don't know. It just I don't want him to be in a inter um any kind of championship match if I know 100% that he's not going to win. And be honest with you, a lot of people say he should have won the Fatal Five-Way 
to be facing WrestleMania? No. Would I like to have seen it? Yes. Would he have won it? Probably not. Yeah. And I don't want him in that spotlight yet. I just don't want him to be over pushed because he's not getting crowd don't react to him the way they should. And that kind of does scare me, but anybody that's a fan of him knows their storytelling. They stay in character. Um, people were like, well, he don't interact with the fans at sh- events like he should. He's a heel character. Name how many heel characters actually get out there and interact with the fans. MJF. Other than freaking MJF throwing freaking alcohol or whatever on the kid. But still. Yeah. It's they barely just, do. It's the fact and a lot of people's like, well, you know, I've seen people, there are the two most sweetest people you'll ever meet outside. Really sweet. And mm. it's just, you've got to understand what their character is. A lot of people that say, Cross don't need Scarlet. Scarlet is, Scarlet's worthless for Cross. Cross, uh, Cross is hiding behind Scarlet. No, this is what he wants. He mm. wants his wife there. She powers him and it's just part of their gimmick. It's their storytelling. If you don't believe me, do your kill across in Scarlet Bordeaux research. That was part of the reason why he turned down AEW because he didn't want to be a jobber to somebody and he wanted Scarlet with him. So I just, I don't want him to be pushed into a match that I know he's going to lose. Right. But if I feel the height, like let's say, for example, draft comes up. And he goes to Monday Night Raw. Let's say Austin Theory is still your United States champion. Austin gets real cocky. Draft hits. Let's say Austin makes this little comment. I've beaten everybody on Monday Night Raw. Even the GOAT John Cena is going to be the one. He puts it on the challenge. And dead silent hits. Austin Theory remembers what he's capable of. He might, knowing Austin Theory, my hair, here's the title, take it. Because <laughs> you remember what he did in NXT? Yeah, I think I remember that. Was sitting down, he says, those are huge. Those can't be ripped fingernails. And then all of a sudden, you know, Regal's like, oh yeah, your new best friend, Scarlet. Make sure you got a match with Karrion Cross next week. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and then Austin, I didn't even want to be your friend. Right. But, you know, it's just, if it comes, if it's, hopefully, if that's the case, Jolie, if it is him, it'd be one hell of a match, and he better damn well come out the win. Or wherever Triple H is, I'm going to drive up there and um, have Cross put him in choke hole until he gives him a title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and breathe. Oh man! Oh, this turned out. Oh, this turned out to be. Oh, and and the people that think that he needs to get a tag team partner. Okay, well that might be okay. But L.A. Knight, really? He doesn't play well with others. He don't play well with others, and you want to put L.A. Knight as his tag team partner? He'd knock him out every time they walk to the freaking ring because he couldn't stand his butt. No, if you're going to team up cross with anybody, it would have to be Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. Oh yeah, that that would really be. Then it. someone would... even put someone even put on Twitter. This one's kind of funny. 
saying kick Finn Balor out of the Judgment Day and replace him with Cross. Okay, I'm okay with that though. But no, we can't keep. We got to keep Finn in there. We got to keep Dom out. We got to get that Dominic needs to out. <laughs> I kind of like Finn with the Judgment Day. Right. Oh my. You know, <laughs> there is rumors that he's still asking for his release, um, Andrade. Could you just imagine? I know you were talking about, yeah, she's got a real Latino man in her corner, but could you just imagine, you know, if this feud between Rhea and Charlotte stretches out, and let's say by SummerSlam, miraculously, again, th- my mind is going fucking 10,000 miles per hour when it comes to this shit. You just hear, you, you see him grab Charlotte at a SummerSlam match. You know, they, apparently there's a, they'll have the match there. He grabs her, and all of a sudden you hear Andrade's music. <laughs> and then you see Dom's face just go white. Save me, mommy. <laughs> it's like Fifel. No, go ahead. No, it's like Fifel did a quote from Charlotte and everything. She wants to get back in the ring with uh, Andrade eventually. And then just imagine. Um, Legato teaming up with Andrade. Oh. To oh. destroy the Judgment Day. Oof. Oof. That would be killer. Because I just want Andrade and Zelina Vega back together again. That would I, be... I love those two together. And I know she lo- like they're still like two of the best friends in the world. She always talked about them. That would be that would be so cool. So, Tony Khan, if you got people that are not happy, it's do what you right. promised. Do what you promised. Because mm-hmm. we know why you gave House of Black the the trios mm-hmm. championship. We know Buddy Murphy probably wants to come back to WWE. We probably know that. Alistair Black wants to come back to WWE. I don't know about Brody King. I really don't. I think he's just fond of Danny just to have a job, I think. Yeah. But if people are unhappy, and I've even said this at WWE, let them go. I know we've heard rumors that there's going to be cuts soon again, but again, that's normal. They have to unfortunately cut the fat and uh you can start with Nikita Lyons, truly, because she sucks. But it doesn't matter. Whatever promotion are, it doesn't matter if you are unhappy and if your talent is unhappy. And you can't do anything to make them feel secure in their job. Let them go. Because right now you have Miro sitting at home playing video games. Right, doing nothing because they can't get they can't get the creative shit together for him. Because, and I I understand he doesn't want to be a jobber anymore. I, yeah. I I I don't get Tony. I really don't. I don't. He he gives me a migraine. <laughs> oh, this turned out to be a long ass episode. 
that usually happens when three women get together and start jabbering. And hell, we didn't even touch on sports. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, one, that'd be 30 minutes. I don't get That'd be another 30 minutes. <laughs> Thank God Tony Khan didn't put the title on freaking Jeff Jarrett. That's all I got to say. Yeah, because we wouldn't hear from Boss Lady for a while. <laughs> all right. If, Tony, he had, if, if he had put the title on Jeff Jarrett, I literally would have driven to Jacksonville. Got the biggest can of spray paint that I could get and just spray paint a giant dick all over AEW headquarters. Because dick riding Jeff Jarrett is the stupidest thing in the world. You have talent upon talent upon talent just doing shit on YouTube. Though, that being said, you did have almost and Brock Lesnar get over a million views in less than an hour, which was shocking on YouTube. Yeah, because it wasn't that great of a showdown or whatever. So, you know, give it to people that deserves. And and my final thoughts, um, I'm just enjoying the NCAA tournament. Um, maybe something big is going to happen on Tuesday. I don't know. <laughs> um, baseball season starts soon and uh, I am so fucking happy that Trey Turner is a fucking Philadelphia Philly yeah that Grand Slam was fucking ridiculous like, props to the guy who caught it <laughs> and and somebody has pointed out I don't know how true this is but every time the Phillies have been in the Team USA lineup, they have not lost a game. That's cool. So, yeah, it is. That is cool. We'll see. Oh, Kayla, final thoughts? Dear no. Tony Khan, give Chris the title. Thank you. Well, that works too. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? What she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next week, our big WrestleMania predictions. Oh, yeah. It's next week. It is next week. Get those predictions together. <laughs> I know. You're going to have to make some hard decisions. <laughs> alright that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the Takeover continues y'all have a good one